Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast and happy Wednesday. It is time for our midweek message. I am your host, Richard Taylor Jr., reporting to you live from the Workhorse HQ in Edmonds, Washington. Man, it's been a good week thus far, and I hope you all are doing well. As you know, we're in the month of May, which means it's Mental Health Awareness Month, and so we've been doing conversations from the 31 Days of Power book this entire month, and it's crazy to think that we are 19 days in already, Uh, but I'm excited. There's been so many great conversations that have been going on, a lot of shares, a lot of people having a lot of talk, so let's do this real quick. I want to say thank you to the newbies who are tuning in to the podcast for the first time or maybe one of the first times, and you are here, please do me a favor. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. And of course, sharing is caring. So please make sure you share it with your friends and family or anybody that you feel needs it for that matter. For our returning members, our dream team, thank you so much for your consistency and your support. I know y'all already subscribed, so do me a favor and make sure that you continue to share as well. I want to give a few shout outs real quick. And thank yous, right, to some people who have been sharing this week on Instagram um, for the 31 Days of Power series. The Parents Fitness Coach, Derek, thank you so much. Victoria Sadowski, thank you so much. Man, I feel like I'm forgetting some people. Uh, I want to give a special thank you to Karen Mae Butler, um, the founder and owner of Honeyco and Honey Water. Um, We did a phenomenal conversation yesterday on Instagram live around um, entrepreneurship and mental health. So thank you, Karen. Thank you uh, to our upcoming guest as well. Today, later on this evening, I am going to be doing some work with a good brother of mine from Invictus Counseling on the East Coast. Um, So y'all wanna stay tuned for that conversation because him and I will be talking about um, unhealthy quotes and myths from communities of color as it has to do with mental health. That's gonna be a really good one. I got the grief bully coming in tomorrow. My homegirl, Jay Nicole, is going to be throwing it down, talking about ways to cope with and overcome grief. Uh, Man, and then we've got, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, therapist Allison is gonna be joining us as well um, from the Busy Podcast. So, man, it's just packed. We got people left and right, it is packed. Shout out to Chris McBride. He started us off this week as well with a great conversation on Instagram Live where we talked about some productive ways to deal with pain. Man, look, if y'all ain't been in tune, make sure y'all go check out the Instagram page at Jr. It's up there. I do want to give a quick shout out as well to the Talent Search student athletes from Bowling Green State University. Had a phenomenal conversation with them yesterday around their mental health. Look, y'all are phenomenal, man. Thank you so much for the love. Thank you for tuning in. And then, of course, later on this evening, I'm actually going to be doing a graduation celebration with the amazing 2021 Upward Bound class from uh, Cal State University, and I cannot be more excited as well, specifically Cal State University in San Bernardino. So thank you all, too. Look, let's jump into this very quick conversation. So I'm going to let y'all in on something that happened yesterday, right? And we're just going to say God is good, right? But here's what took place, right? And so today's conversation, we're talking about, you know, with our mental health, one of the things that I think it's always good to kind of point back to when we need it as a reminder from time to time is that people do not control you. 
people do not control how you respond. Now, here's the thing. You can't control what they say or do. But I think in every situation, even in ones that kind of present you with that cold heat of the moment piece, you can control how you choose to respond to someone and their ignorance and their actions. So, man, I'm, you know, normal Richard stuff, dropping books off at the post office. Everything was good. And um, one of the ladies who was in the line behind me, because I had so many books that had to be sent out separately, I let her go ahead of me. And then I found out that I could actually do some stuff online. So I was like, okay, you know what? I won't take up too much time here because I don't want folks to be standing in line waiting for me. And it's only one person working at the post office today. Cool, whatever. So the lady's really intrigued, though. She's asking about my books. Come to find out we're neighbors. She stays not too far from me in the same neighborhood. And so um, we go back out. She just happened to be parked in front of me. Now, we're parked in front of the post office, but this entire block has parking spaces. Mind y'all, it's 830 in the morning. So ain't a lot of people at the post office just yet. And um, did not realize, but as this woman and I were having this conversation, she shows so much love, so much love, asking some questions about my work, asking questions on the side of like race and when racial reconciliation. And so it was just really, it was really good. It was really healthy, right? We talked about the importance of kindness and loving our neighbors, yada, yada, yada. And we ended up having this space where um, I did not realize it, but during our conversation that might have lasted for about 10 to 15 minutes, apparently there was a gentleman who was waiting in a car about 20 or so feet behind us. Didn't see him though. And he immediately pulls up. Now he pulls up and he's kind of, he pulls up to the point where his window is directly on her. So I can't see his face, but I can hear everything he's saying. Now he's directing this at both of us, but he's shouting and screaming at her. That was the first no-no for me because I don't appreciate that. I do not like white fragility and I'm not a fan of when men do this, right? And I see this a lot from white men in this space, right? They will, uh, uh, put their aggression and anger out towards the women, but you definitely not going to have that same energy with me. Right. And so uh, the lady was very calm and cool. And she was just like, sir, what's the problem? Immediately blasting off. I just don't understand how the two of you can be so selfish. People are waiting right here to get the parking space right in front because we got packages to drop off and she's being calm. So I step in and I kind of move myself up so I can be seen. And man, I'm, I'm, I'm cool as a feather, right? Um, sir, we did not see you. We didn't know. Of course you didn't see me because you all were so selfish talking yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, sir, we're being calm with you. I ask that you do the same thing. He's still going on. So of course I had to pull, you know, big richer energy and kind of raise my tone a little bit. I didn't yell, but I was very assertive. Like, look, bro, you're not going to have too many more times where you shouting like this. So Unless you want this to go sideways, I'm going to need you to cool it out. And he's still going on and on. And we tried to be patient, trying to understand and trying to talk this thing out. Because here's the thing. I can understand your frustration and I would even be open to hearing it. But it's all about presentation and communication, right? Effectively communicate it in a way that it could bring a resolve and not greater issues, right? And so I basically put my foot down because he just he wasn't hearing it. And I was like, sir, look. I was like, we've apologized. Apparently, that's not enough for you. Don't know what you need, but you need to heed the gravity in my voice and understand that this conversation is now over. We're sorry. We're going to move our cars, even though there are a ton of spaces across the street, literally 12 feet further, that all you had to do was park there. And I was like, but look, this conversation is over. We're done. Have a blessed day. And I walked off. And as of course, I'm walking off because the energy is so tiny um, from the gentleman. Um, 
Yeah, as I walk off, he's like, and you don't have a blessed day. And I was like, well, sir, if that's the best you got, obviously your issues are much greater than this space. <laughs> so I say all of that to say that knowing who I am and what I could be in that moment, it was a solid reminder of the fact that I could have teed up on this cat. Like I literally could have teed up, right? And got cray. But I was like, no, what's the purpose? What's what what benefit does it do for me, right? And I have several thought processes that I make with this. I can always hear my wife's voice in my head saying, "Babe, don't lose your witness, right? Don't, don't, don't lose on a moment um, where you have always presented yourself to be one thing." Um, in one way, which is a loving person and a peaceful person. And all it takes is one time for somebody to see that. And all of a sudden, you know, that's destroyed, right? The second piece was that, um, you know, like I, I got too much riding when it comes to the fact that like my my cloud is growing um, and I hate using the term celebrity, but my quote unquote celebrity in my own community is growing. And this was actually part of my run route. So like I know neighbors in that space and in that area and this guy's shouting started to kind of create a, a scene in a uh, commotion um, and, and enough to the point where it was drawing attention. And I'm like, man, I got to be real cool on that side. And then honestly, too, I was just like, look, bro, I make too much money to sit here and argue with you. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> yo, you're not doing I, I got too much to risk and too much to lose. So we're going to keep it a buck and we're just going to end it at that. Right. And I, I felt like I was proud afterwards because I understood that. There's a way, and I know he hated the fact that he probably couldn't get the last word or that the conversation was cut short and that he didn't get the reaction out of us that maybe he was hoping for. Even after giving several apologies, it wasn't enough. And I was just like, look, bro, you can sit here and argue with your mama, but we done. Like, and I think that he hated that too. And I say all of this to say that as I reflected in the car ride home, because usually situations like this would get to me and I'm kind of like, nope, revenge season, right? But I was like, no, we don't need that. And I just want to encourage y'all with this, this thought of... You're going to have people like this who, for whatever reason, they're like that, you know, and it could be a bad day. Like I said, I could definitely even want to hear his points and his feelings with it, but how it's presented. Right. And a lot of times what we don't understand is that people present things out of anger and frustration for a multitude of reasons. For some, it's a trauma response. For some, it's all they know. For some, with the frustrations or whatever it is that they're dealing with, like, I mean, this is what they do. Right. And, and, and the reality is, is that you can't control what they do in that regard. But one thing that you always will have is the control of yourself. And I just want to leave you with that thought today. Right. Um, as I share this story with you, I don't share it to say, oh, I did a great job. I share it to say, like, yo, it was in those like one of the heat of the moment things where, man, like I'm mad. It don't take much for me to see red. But do I respond to the red? Right. Do I do I respond when I see red and I'm ready to turn up like that's the choice that we have to make. And I know for a lot of us, it's easy to say, well, oh, it's hard to make that choice in the moment. And so I'm just going to give them what they're giving me. But I'm like, man, like, can you start to consider just for a moment what you could be introducing and inviting into the space of your mental and your emotional if you give them the satisfaction of that negative response? If you were to give somebody what they wanted Yes, you might get the upper hand in the immediate aspect of that moment in that conversation, but I want you all to start considering what will it do for you long term? How will it affect you long term? Would it be beneficial, right? Just just some small, small components I want you all to consider today. And, and it goes right into the conversation of the 31 days of power peace as we talk about our mental and our emotional. This is how things start on the mental health side. It's a small little moment that can become so big and can lead to so much later on. 
And I ain't gonna hold y'all. I low-key think I ran into the cat again yesterday when I was on my run in the morning. But I kept it cool and didn't even look his way. Um, you know, it's like, it is what it is, man. Like, I'm not about to sit up here and go back and forth with people. We got too much life to live. And honestly, y'all are doing too much work where you got too much to lose, right? And so let that be your driving factor as you move forward in your relationships and in moments that aren't so favorable. If this message helps you all today, do me a favor. Make sure you share it with somebody else. Um, tag me. Hit me up, man. I, I'm all open for questions. I'm ears, all ears open, right? So at Jr. on Instagram, Richard L. Taylor Jr. on Facebook and LinkedIn, and then at Truly Taylor Made on Twitter. I love you guys. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You are simply between the dream.